Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hunt, Fish, Eat podcast. This episode is brought to you by the following sponsors. Walton Zinc has come alongside us and decided to jump on as a sponsor of the Hunt, Fish, Eat podcast. Their tagline is everything but the meat. They have a ton of really awesome products, equipment, and spices for hunters that process their own game. Also, if you go to the Walton Zinc website, you can check out their knowledge vault called Meatgistics. Make sure you go to waltonzinc.com and get yourself set up with some quality equipment. If you want to wear some awesome gear like I do, make sure you go check out Clay Shooting Apparel. Jim and the crew over there are making some really awesome and cool stuff with a bunch of different options from shirts to hats and even masks. If you go to their website, clayshootingapparel.com, I'm sure you'll find something you like. In this episode, I sit down with Scott Reynolds and John Lindquist of the Midway USA Foundation. Midway USA Foundation's mission is to financially support youth shooting, and let me tell you what, they do just that. They're a little unknown, and I was ecstatic to have them on this week with us, so hopefully I could get their message out there a little bit more. We're here with the Hunt, Fish, Eat podcast. Um, hope everybody's having a good night. I'm here with John Lindquist and Scott Reynolds of Midway USA Foundation. How you guys doing? Doing great. Excellent. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So, um, for those who don't know, Midway USA Foundation, uh, they are somewhat kind of um, related to Midway USA that we all know, but really they are the um, donation or fundraising arm for a lot of teams, shooting teams out there. That is correct. Support a lot of shooting teams. So would one of you guys, Scott or John, want to kind of give me the elevator speech for what Midway USA Foundation does and is? Well, our our mission is to support uh, youth shooting teams through long-term funding. So our what we want to do is put money in the pockets through an annual grant to youth shooting teams in perpetuity for forever. We do it through an endowment system. And uh, so ultimately, that's our mission. But uh, the, the main reason we do it is for what youth shooting sports does uh, for those kids. And that's given uh, discipline, leadership skills, character development, all those things that youth shooting sports does uh, for uh, kids that are exposed to, to our sport. Uh, and uh, ultimately, the, the way for to ensure that there are more kids doing it is to make sure they can afford it. And that's why we, we do what we do. That's that's a good, concise way to explain it, Scott. And just like you said, um, youth shooting sports and shooting sports in general is not cheap. No, there's a lot of consumable expenses associated with it, whether it's targets, clays, travel, food, training, a lot of continuing ed for coaches so they can, you know, deliver the message and the, the process to be successful on the line, a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of things that kind of chip into it, let alone the equipment. Yep. Um, a lot of families go out and, and get decent equipment that's safe and uh, functions good for their their uh, son or daughter, so it's appropriate for them at the, mm-hmm. the age they are. And that uh, that all costs money. And yep. what a lot of parents don't have is extra money. And <laughs> that's where the Midway USA Foundation comes in. We can provide uh, tools for the teams to go out and fundraise. Um, those tools are in the form of many different items, uh, ranging from guns to coolers to knives to glasses to uh, TVs, you know, all mm-hmm. kinds of things. And we provide those to teams to go out and fundraise with free of charge. And uh, the idea there is to give them a fundraising goal that they can go out and strive for. And then they keep half that money local for mm-hmm. those expenses and to offset the cost for the families. And then the other half comes back to their endowment account at the Midway USA Foundation. And we provide match uh, every month 
So whatever they deposit into their endowment account, we will have some form of match as well. So $150,000 a month this year uh, in the form of matching. And that'll that'll shift depending on some different programs. But for the most part, it's $150,000 a month. And, and that'll change next year. It changes every year. So, so those dollars are going to those youth shooting teams endowment accounts. That's correct. Right? Yeah, and they can, and there's different ways they can draw some of that, or they can get some of that in product donations um, and use as raffles. Correct. Well, the the their the what goes into their endowment account it, basically, as John said, we we match. In addition to that, we have incentives. So you know, we were a force multiplier for whatever tax free donation was mm-hmm. put into that endowment account, but the product grant that we give them is how they can fundraise. So we give them the shotgun as an example. Let's say they raised $2,000 with that shotgun that we gave them free. They keep a thousand dollars local saying we just use the the, the halfway split thousand dollars local for immediate expenses, a thousand dollars for their endowment account. We match that providing incentives on top of that. And the, the more they, they, fundraise and the more they put in there and the more we match the bigger their endowment account gets which goes directly to their grant their annual grant so then they apply for an annual grant every year and it comes out of that endowment account we invest we have 165 million dollars right now invested in endowment accounts for these teams managed by goldman sachs uh, so uh, returns and, and investments etc we're continually growing it for them and uh, the idea is is this account will be there forever they take five mm. percent out every year and hopefully that grows just through investment as well as additional fundraising and matching and so let's kind of back up here a little bit how did the midway usa foundation start what was the beginning of this well in 2007 uh larry and brenda potterfield who started the midway usa retail store mm-hmm wanted to give back to the youth shooting sports industry and they started the Midway USA Foundation. Now Midway USA, the retailer and Midway USA Foundation are two totally separate companies. They don't overlap or intermingle in any way. Uh, it just happened that they were both started by Larry and Brenda Potterfield mm-hmm. and they um, set up this model that we have today where they wanted long-term sustainability for shooting sports. So they created this model around uh, endowment accounts for each individual team. So the teams that invest in themselves and work hard and and go out there and challenge themselves to raise money benefit the most because they are actively growing their endowment account, just like for lack of better analysis, uh, a 401k. The more you put away in your 401k when you retire, the more money you get out of it. In this case, teams will get an annual grant from now into perpetuity of 5%. So they can, the more they raise, the more they get back. And and the more they raise on the front end, the more time will benefit them through the program. So uh, basically about 2,750 teams have endowment accounts with us from all different shooting disciplines. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if it's youth-related, organized shooting sports, they can open up an endowment and uh, benefit those youth. I might add as well that when Larry and Brenda started this, I did it because there was a, a, a very specific lack of uh, support for youth shooting sports. Hmm. So yeah. high schools will fund their college basketball or high schools will fund their <laughs> basketball teams, they'll fund their baseball teams and football teams, et cetera. 
but not so with shooting teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some schools that will, but they're in the minority. Absolutely. So, you know, Larry and Brenda wanted to fund those teams so that these kids can uh, get out there and compete and may have the strongest arm or the fastest legs. But, you know, shooting sports is an all-time equalizer. You yeah. know, you can have the all-pro quarterback shooting next to the next to the kid in a wheelchair, and it's the one that's going to work and apply himself the best. The, the most that's going to win that competition. Yeah. So that's what they wanted to fund. That that's what so these kids can get uh, the the effect of a team sport and the camaraderie that youth shooting sports offers, uh, but they, they wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise. So that that's kind of where they came from. We're the only organization in the country that does this. That is true, Scott. And, and I've been really impressed with what you guys have done. Um, last year, you know, at the world record shoot that John was at with me um, at Powder Creek, you know, I made the comment that working with all the groups that I've worked with or seen, I see Midway USA Foundation a lot. You know, you see it in a lot of big organizations like 4-H, SCTP, you know, other conservation organizations are working with you guys. And um, it, it's almost kind of funny. It's like you can follow – you guys have given a lot of money to you shooting sports, a lot of that. And I, I think that's cool. And one way to look at this is it, it – we've talked about this before. It almost sounds like free money. It yeah. almost sounds too good to be true, yeah. right? Um, but it's kind of the concept of – you know, you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You know, if you teach a man a fish, you can eat for the rest of his life. And you guys aren't necessarily just giving money to these teams. What you're doing is, is giving them an opportunity to make money and be, you know, and fundraise in perpetuity, correct? That, that, right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. We want, we want the kids to have the chance to um, get those experiences, um, whether it's selling raffle tickets or going out and creating sponsorship programs mm-hmm. or uh, holding shoots that are fundraisers. They can use those fundraising grant products any way they want um, as long as they're getting some skill life skills out of the deal and like Scott said you know there's discipline there's character there's leadership there's a lot of great qualities that we want to instill in small town rural America as, mm. as well as uh, the big cities and and we're working with college kids too so it's not just high yeah. school age kids but we kind of cross over into a lot of different age brackets and um, when those kids do go to college if they've been on a shooting team, and been around that experience, they've got a leg up when they get to that college environment because they're already uh, uh, learning about what it takes to be successful in life, and they can carry that over into the classroom. And most shooting sports athletes have improved grades. Mm -hmm. So they're they're not only learning life skills, but they're improving in the classroom as well. Yeah, I'd add uh, as well that, uh, you know, I've been asked, you're spending millions of dollars on these product grants that you give away that they raffle off. And then all that money that comes back that basically you paid for, you know, mm-hmm. yep. you know, through the product grant, you match it and you throw in incentives. Why don't you just take all that money and throw it in the, in the endowment account and let them use it? And the, the answer is it's about them having a little bit of skin in the game. It's character Absolutely. development. Yeah. So they've got to appreciate it a little bit. So we make it as easy as possible, but they've got to, to show a desire to want to grow their endowment account so that they can get that that annual grant. So uh, you know, we make it easy. You know, here here t- go through our go to our website. Look at you know, do you want a TV, tablet, guns, knives, you know, coolers, whatever it is, based on a price point that you want to target, and you get two you know two or three of those or whatever. You get it in there. You. Push a button next to it, and it's going to print all the tickets for you. And it's mm. going to the postcards to mail out to your mailing list and the posters and all that. We make it so easy yeah. so you practically do it for you. Uh, 
and uh, then money, you get the money. Again, like I said, put it in your local bank account. <laughs> and the yeah. minimum you know, return back to the endowment, which will match. I mean, it can't be any easier, but you've got to do something. You've got to at least yeah. go out there and get the products. And, and you can you don't have to use fundraising products. You can do car wash or how, whatever you want, mm-hmm. but we just provide this option. Yeah, and it's uh, and like, like you said, um, you guys are really – making it foolproof almost where you guys provide a lot of support resources in addition to the products you know, to help these kids be successful and these teams be successful raising that money. We're trying to, I mean, we're even providing opportunities for them to buy team uniforms, uh, equipment that's necessary to be a successful shooting team, like safety glasses, yeah. shooting glasses. Um, there's a lot of different resources we offer, like Scott's of the tickets, the posters, the postcards, but the, the uniforms are something you know, you look sharp, you feel sharp, you shoot sharp, and you you just carry a real professional reputation on the on the field when you go shoot. And who doesn't want to be a part of a team? And the cool thing about shooting sports is everybody participates. Mm. Everybody. Yep. So it's not an individual that's uh, out there on their own. They they cheer on each other. Uh, they heck, they cheer on the competitors. Yeah. They encourage the competitors, yeah. and that's a, the only sport where I've ever, ever really seen that. Yeah. Um, and that makes me proud when I see a kid from one team going up and giving the other kid from the other team a high five for mm-hmm. shooting a, yeah. a perfect round or whatever. You yeah. know, that's cool. Yeah. Or even whenever the whole team's out there and most are shooting well, but maybe there's one or two that's not doing so good. Missing mm-hmm. one. Doesn't matter. They're still going to high five and they're going to encourage them. I yeah. mean, the camaraderie between these teams, or I think John's right, it's yeah. not like you're going to see anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, it's not criticism. It's a hey, great job. Way to try. You know, it, it's just a really great atmosphere. Shooting sports offers that like no other sport does. That's true. And one thing I like about youth shooting sports, and especially for kids, is it's an individual team sport. Right. You know, so yeah. the individual can cope. He can put a lot of work or he or she can put a lot of work in and be successful in the field. He can also do well or she can also do well and support their team, right. you know, and, and bring their team yeah. up. So it, you get to learn teamwork, you know, personal discipline, personal work, and it all kind of comes together. And and like you guys said, with Midway USA Foundation supporting them on the financial side, you know, you're teaching them life skills and how to raise yeah. money and you know, these things cost money. So let's talk about what are some of the costs that these teams have to have to pay for? Well, the, obviously the equipment, the shooting equipment, mm-hmm. um, that can be anywhere from a entry-level shotgun or a rifle all the way up to some really nice, well-made precision equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that budget range can be thousands or it can be hundreds. And, mm-hmm. um, and some kids... I've seen go out there and shoot perfect scores with her grandpa's shotgun. Yep. And I, I saw that at a national event where the kid, his grandpa had passed away that week and he got his uh, old 870 Remington and he went out there and, and ran a hundred straight, mm. ran another hundred straight, and then ran a third hundred straight. Mm. And he won nationals with his grandpa's gun. And it's like, oh, it's almost meant to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But my point is that gun was a very low dollar gun. And I think it was built in the fifties if I remember right. But um, the part I liked about it was he wasn't there to put up a perfect score. He was there to shoot in memory of his ga- grandpa. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's the that's where you want a, an athlete to get to. It's about yeah. more than just your score. Mm-hmm. But he happened to rattle it up. But, um, you know, they've, they've got to have good safety equipment, mm-hmm. ammunition, targets. Uh, I always consider your, your attire to be important uh, mm-hmm. so that you're – on point with that, um, whether it's a vest or a uniform, um, uh, everything from your 
your glasses, your hat, you know, it all impacts the way you shoot. And in rifle shooting, you know, those kids have uh, incredible uniforms that they wear to help them be stable and yep. shoot consistent scores. And, uh, you know, the sky's the limit on that stuff. But what I don't want families to think is that they've got to spend a ton of money to get engaged in shooting sports because that's not the case. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I was just going to add, in addition, they've got entry fees. They've yeah. got travel to, yeah. to, to, to meets, you know, the food on the road, uh, you know, all, all that sort of thing. But, um, you know, while we provide funding, you know, on our, our website, you know, we want it to be a resource for all you shooters and coaches and parents and whatnot. So things outside our mission are posted there too. Other resources, other nonprofits, for example, YSSA Youth Shooting Sports uh, Foundation uh, Association. I think YSSA, uh, whatever it is, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, Youth Shooting Sports Association. It's on, it's on our website. All our partners are listed out there. National, state agencies, and uh, th- them as an example, they give guns to kids, or they loan them. They mm-hmm. make them a grant or a loaner, and they shoot it for a year, send it back for maintenance, and it comes back to them. Yeah. You know, it's youth shooting sports community is tight knit. They want to see these kids succeed. Mm-hmm. So on our website, like I said, are those resources? You know how to how to. You know, I'd like to shoot on a team, but I'd like to start a team. I don't know how. Yeah. Well, we've got information on that. How to start your own nonprofit. Uh, you know, coach training resources. Uh, uh, other, you know, partner, state partner agencies that can provide additional funding and, and uh, range location and stuff like that. So, you know, it's about uh, answering all the questions that uh, you shooting uh, participants or parents or coaches uh, might have to get them started and then to make them succeed. So. Absolutely. And, and a lot of these uh, disciplines are socially distanced disciplines. So, <laughs> you know, in the, in the current times when you're worried about your kid, uh, maybe having contact with other kids at school or, you know, direct contact because of COVID, they can go out on a shooting range and, and it's perfectly acceptable to compete. You're spaced out. You know, there's none of this direct contact. There's no injuries. Yep. You know, kids don't. Uh, blow out a knee and tear up an ankle. Yeah. Um, it's totally uh, based on their focus and their conditioning and their practice. So there's a lot of other <laughs> elements to go into it that that make success versus uh, you know who t- who puts on their cleats and runs the fastest. So great opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's and that's one thing I love about shooting sports and youth shooting sports. And you know, if you we we all shoot shotguns, a lot of John and yeah. I do, and. Um, you know, if you go to a normal you know, registered sporting clay shoot, a lot of guys have real expensive guns. They have, you know, nice vehicles. And you almost start to think, man, I, I can't shoot unless I got $500 glasses yeah. and a $200 vest and <laughs> yeah. $20,000 gun. But that's not the case. Not no, the case no, at all. No. No. And, um, you know, but if you do look at the equipment side, you know, most of the time, like a football player, right? They need cleats, pads, helmet. A lot of that's going to be provided by the team, you know, or $200 fee or something at the right. beginning of the year. Right. With you shooting sports, you know, that gun can be... $1,500, $1,000. You got all this ammo. You know, it's, it's a recurring cost, you know, every week in targets. And so that's where you guys come in. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, and it can it can be a number of different directions on that. My son golfed in high school and college. And his golf clubs in college cost more than the gun I shoot today, <laughs> you know. And I'm proud of that gun and it, yeah. it, it functions great. So uh, I don't want parents to think that, hey, my kid can't do that because I just can't afford it. Yep. But if there's parents out there that do consider um, that a barrier, you know, mm-hmm. the Midway USA Foundation provides 
the tools and the and the programs to help offset that cost locally. Yeah. And hopefully their team has an endowment account. Like I said, we, we have over 2,700 teams that do have accounts. If not, we'll absolutely help them set it up, okay. help them get that um, – uh, on on our books, and we'll help them fundraise. We'll help them get the tools and the training and the the thing that fits their marketplace. You know, mm-hmm. so they're not taking off something that's just totally over the rainbow expensive for them to do, mm-hmm. but they can actually achieve their goals. And then we'll we'll help them ru- walk before they run. So they're yeah. they're doing something, I guess, multiple times a year to kind of keep chipping away at it. Mm-hmm. But it's not a barrier for the team where they're like, I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to go out of the shooting team. You know, we don't want that at all. We want every kid out there who wants to shoot, we want them to have the ability to go shoot in, in organized sports and uh, be successful. I, I like that. And we'll, we'll mention this a couple times throughout the podcast, but John, what website can they go to or, or what, what's the link that they need to go yeah, to if they're a team and want to get involved in this? Right. It's it's MidwayUSAFoundation.org. So. Um, it's pretty easy to find. You, you know, you start Googling Midway USA Foundation, will pop up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when you go to our website, it's really interactive. Um, it's well kept, well organized. So you can find how to start a team. You can find uh, how to register that team with the foundation and set up your own endowment account. It's all online. There's no uh, no need to do any snail mail. You know, they can fill all that mm-hmm. out. Um, and for the most part, the fundraising items are always listed, and we typically have up to a dozen of those at any given time, all different price ranges. And uh, the tools of the trade, you know, like the uniforms or glasses, that's all on our website. They can uh, go noodle around it, Battle Gear, SSPI Wear, CZ USA Foundation, or CZ USA, yeah. not the foundation, but and go look at the equipment and kind of get an idea for, you know, what's it going to take to outfit this group. And uh, if they can't afford guns, you know, if the families can't afford guns, we have partners that, Loan those too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing nice to uh, mention uh, the uniforms uh, we've set up, you know, for the, a lot of the teams would like uniform because it's a big expense. So yeah. we, we found a provider of high uh, quality uh, uniforms and uh, which even beyond that, uh, hats, uh, mugs, <laughs> backpacks, whatever. But they want their team logo. They can, they can design their own team uniform shirt. And they get a discount on that, plus they get a 10% uh, donation into their endowment account, which, of course, we match. Yep. And uh, uh, so they're, they're, they're getting something that they need at a discounted price, and they're supporting their own team by, because the manufacturer, the, the provider of the uniforms, is putting money into their, their uh, team's endowment account, which will match. So they're supporting their own team. They're getting the uniforms that they need and would buy anyway, and they can do it right there on the website. And it's very easy. They set up their own storefront, and they can customize it and get uniforms. And then maybe their parents want hats or mugs or something to, to show their pride in the, the kids' uh, team. Those things are available as well, uh, and all of it goes to support uh, their endowment. So you know, we've got a few things like that on the website. Okay. Well, and so how long has Midway USA Foundation been in existence? How many years has it been going on? It started in 2007. Okay. And uh, it's it's primarily been the same model the whole way. There's not really been a lot of shift in, in the purpose. Uh, it's been very focused. But ironically, um, we have not led with the purpose. And Scott has, has brought that in and said, look, people don't understand who we are. Uh, we've got to speak more to that. And um, – you know the 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 
endowment account side of it's been the same since the beginning. And the teams that got in early on, it's kind of fun to go back and look through time and look at those original teams that came on early. And there's a couple of them that are well over $200,000, even some with a half million mm-hmm. in their account. Well, if it's half million, they're getting $25,000 a year basically forever. Yeah. <laughs> All they got to do yeah. is fill out a grant application mm-hmm. online and they're good, you know? And twenty five grand to a team, man, that makes a huge impact mm-hmm. on their budget yeah. and it allows a lot of kids to shoot. So um, speaking from experience, you know, my, my local team started out with like eight kids and uh, now they're over 50. Um, they've chipped away at their fundraising every year religiously. They do a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. And they're at, uh, I believe it was $233,000 in their endowment oh, wow. account. And, you know, the goal this year was to try to raise twenty five grand mm-hmm. and get to, you know, what we call our gold level uh, fundraising team. So we're trying to do some fun things to incentivize them. But what I like about it is the coaches and the community and the other NGOs in that community have all pulled together to fundraise United. And that mm-hmm. raises a lot more money than just a team. So that they've gone beyond their circle of just athletes and parents and they've pulled in other concerned citizens that mm-hmm. feel that, you know, what we, our shooting sports heritage in, 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 in America, they want to carry that on and they want to grow it beyond their footprint. So they're, they're not interested in just replacing themselves. They want to replace themselves times three and grow shooting sports nationally because that does impact uh, conservation and wildlife through Pittman-Robertson Act yep. and those kind of things. So um, there's some people that really get it. And growing that account is just one way to ensure that that team's not going to go away. Well, and John, let's kind of talk about that a little bit more. So um, if you feel comfortable talking about what PR, PR dollars are, <laughs> um, let's kind of give just the basic version of that. And then we can kind of talk about how you shooting sports fits into that. Sure. So in uh, 1937, um, sportsmen and women thought it was important that they tax themselves to protect the resources. And they were talking primarily about conservation and uh, hunter education and um, kind of self-fulfilling their their uh, what they're taking from the resource. You know, yep. they want to grow it. And, um, and over time, that has been a very successful model because the 11% tax that's put on uh, guns and ammo um, it goes into the Pittman-Robertson Fund and then it gets distributed back out to the states on a per capita basis. And uh, those states can invest it in training and wildlife spaces. And um, it's just a the greatest story never told. You know, mm-hmm. people yep. love to recreate and kayak or go on a hike in a park, you know, and um, watch birds or whatever. They typically have no idea how that's funded. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, Pittman-Robertson dollars have been a critical part about that. And shooting sports, um, you know, me as a hunter, I'm lucky to shoot a box of shells a year and uh, (laughs) hopefully, you know, I hit what I'm shooting at and um, I'm not, I'm buying guns, you know, I'm buying some nice stuff because I just, (laughs) I have an addiction to guns. But um, the reality is I don't, I don't uh, support Pippen Robertson nearly as much as a youth shooting sports athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, They're buying a gun like me, but they're also buying flats and flats and flats of ammo and uh, they're not buying one box of shells. I mean, they're, they're, they're supporting it in a big way. Mm-hmm. So they're they're funding uh, Pittman-Robertson and not even knowing it in a lot of cases. Yep. And uh, on the backside of that, you know, we've had a slight decline in hunters over the years uh, as baby boomers kind of age out. Um, we're encouraging new people, you know, Gen Xers and millennials to kind of step in and, and be our replacement. But 
where the biggest bang for the buck is, is really in youth shooting sports because they're holding the line and they're spending the money and they're growing Pittman Robertson mm-hmm. dollars that come back and benefit everybody in the state, not just uh, shooting sports enthusiasts. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I would add that the, uh, um, of all the guns and ammo sold in the U S uh, 80%, uh, excuse me, I think it's, uh, Remember the percentage of eighty percent of the dollars is is it comes from shooting sports or home defense per, per, purchases. Twenty percent is from hunting, but that eighty percent goes to to protect our con our conservation programs and and our uh, uh, hunting lands and those that kayak down the river and all mm-hmm. that. So you know most people don't realize that when they're buying guns and ammo, they are supporting conservation. Uh, and uh, even if you're an anti-gun individual, but yet you enjoy using uh, our, our air public public uh, conservation areas, it was funded for the most part through gun yeah. and ammo uh, purchases. Yeah. Most people don't realize this even exists. But yeah, I think the the go-to is you know those guys that are backpackers and they hate the hunters. You know, during elk season in Colorado, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, the only reason you got access to that nice piece of ground That's is right. because those hunters, <laughs> yeah. you know, right. paying for ammo and, and paying for targets. That's and, right. Yeah. Um, you know, and it is interesting, Scott, that you mentioned that. You know, you know, we're all hunters. We like to hunt, and um, obviously, most of the listeners here love to hunt. Um, but that money uh, for you know shotgun shells for hunting shotgun shells and license sales, it's not really paying you know, paying our way. And so guys that are shooting clay targets, you know, guys are doing home defense, nine millimeter, things like that. That's That's helping pay for that access. Absolutely. Pay for the time or spent on the ground. That's right. And I'd say as well, a lot of these youth shooters, this is their gateway into hunting. They're exposed at a local range or something. And then it just morphs into becoming a hunter. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of these kids I talked to, you know, that's how they were introduced to it was through youth shooting sports. And, uh, you know, our three programs, you know, it's about uh, retaining and expanding uh, the the uh, population that's hunting. And uh, that happens through your shooting sports. Yeah. So. And, and it's interesting, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm 30, so I'm that millennial, you know, Gen Y generation. Um, you guys are a little bit older than me. But <laughs> mo- most of the, uh, you know, it used to be that you hunted. And then he'd shoot targets, you know, to practice hunting. So a lot of guys uh-huh. got into shooting clay targets or, you know, rifles or whatever because of the hunting aspect, That's right? right? That's, That's right. right. Now it's the opposite. Yeah. A lot more people are target shooting and then transitioning to that hunter side of things. Right. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting for me to see that difference and that turn. And, you know, like, and I, I interviewed um, some people from Passing On Outdoor Mentors, uh, yeah. Mike, Mike Christensen and Brittany Waldman. Yeah. And, you know, they're doing that. They're working specifically with youth shooting teams to get those kids that know how to handle a shotgun out in the field in the hunt. Yeah. It's it's a more natural uh, transition because yeah. they have the safety side of it first. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I'll go off on a little bit of a tangent, but when I was in junior high, I tended to not to be the most uh, – a disciplined kid in the school. I, in fact, I spent my fair time and, you know, in the principal's office. So, so he said, you need to go off for Hawkeyes. And Hawkeyes was a outdoorsman club that started in junior high with hunter ed, trap shooting, air rifle shooting in the art room of all places. We okay. shot guns yeah. in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, I got on the bus with a, with a shotgun and went to school, put in my locker. And then after school, we go shoot trap. Yep, and, exactly. um, you know, it, when I first started that, uh, it had been, kind of highlighted in Field and Stream, this Hawkeyes group, because it was so innovative and it was in the school. And they did a four-page spread on on uh, this group in Cherokee, Iowa, and Leslie Glider led it. Well, 
my first day, I you know, I came in and Les said, okay, we got to get through uh, gun safety. That's mm-hmm. important first. But he goes, you're going to be in charge of the guns. And I'm, you know, I was like, I don't know anything about guns. You know what? You want me to what? <laughs> and, uh, you know, he told me you're responsible to get them locked up, cleaned, put away, cased, you know, get them on the bus. You're, you're the, you're the only guy doing it. So everybody here is depending on you to make that right. You know, mm. to make sure that, and at the time, you know, I, I thought, what a dang, you know, he's being hard on me, you know? <laughs> and uh, the reality was he was trying to teach me some life lessons yeah. and, mm-hmm. and instill in me that, Hey, you have value and, and I want you and I trust you will do this and mm-hmm. lead your classmates, you know? So I went from being that kid that not real ideal <laughs> to being, being the kid that I really wanted to, to win every competition mm-hmm. and I wanted to be an expert in my craft and, um, I did that, you know, in high, in, in middle school. By the time I was in high school, uh, he had moved away. I started teaching Hunter Ed in mm. Iowa, and I did that for several years before they found a teacher to replace me. So I was I was teaching Hunter's Ed when I was in in school. Oh, know? that's crazy! Man. And uh, it really made me keenly aware of how important uh, hunter safety and gun safety is. And um, and all that started with a uh, principal that said you need to be in Hawkeyes and get your act together kind of a thing. So I equate that to a shooting team. Uh, kids mm-hmm. are, it's a little bit different platform, but it, it's teaching the same thing. And um, I carried all those lessons through life. Um, so as these kids get involved in shooting sports, they're learning more than how to just be a good shooting sports yeah. athlete. They're learning how to be great citizens. And we got to recognize that and encourage more kids to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, let's talk for a second. Uh, so what are you guys' backgrounds? Scott, I'll kind of start with you. Uh, well, I grew up in rural Missouri. Um, uh, the uh, made a career in the Marine Corps. Did twenty years in the Marines, and then uh, after that, uh, I went into the corporate world, and I retired in um, twenty fifteen uh, as an executive with an oil and gas services company, and uh, moved to Florida, <laughs> and uh, quickly became bored. Um, actually, I moved. We built a house, and part of the, the uh, location choice was it was a couple miles down from a from a range. Uh, so, gotcha. Yeah, priorities. Good, good, that's right. Good location. So, uh, but regardless, I uh, kind of lost the sense of purpose mm-hmm. and uh, started a real estate development business, uh, which kept me busy, uh, but still didn't have that purpose really. And then mm-hmm. uh, we're calling this, and uh, basically decided to, uh, to accept as executive director of the foundation. So I packed up and moved to Missouri, which uh, today, uh, cold, snowy, rainy day is uh, maybe not the smartest thing I've ever done. I was going to say, Scott, I mean, you look at the weather today, yeah. probably make me miss yeah. Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now I am missing Florida. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, I, I love uh, Missouri and uh, the people and most importantly, uh, I love the team that I work with at the foundation mm-hmm. who are the utmost, prof- the best professionals you ever find. And then uh, what I really love are, are talking and working with the kids. And I believe in our mission and our purpose and what we do. And it's the only reason I'm here. So yeah. I believe in what, what we're, we're doing. So. Well, and that's really cool, Scott. Like you mentioned, you, you retired twice yep. you know, from the Marine Corps, from the corporate world. And um, like you said, that that purpose and you know, lack of purpose. And I've seen a lot of mentors that have retired. You know, they take six months or a year and they go, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Yeah. You know, and they got to get back involved in, in the yeah. industry they love or, or, or something like this. So I, I really like having you here, Scott. And I like what you're doing because you're not, you know, you're doing this because you love it yep, and you want, you're choosing to do it. So 
Um, some good motives. Now, John, on the other hand, yeah, has not yet kid. retired. Yeah, yet, no, I so. am not retired. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm probably close to Scott's age, but I'm actually still working because he was much smarter than I was. But, <laughs> no, um, I grew up in Northwest Iowa with a, uh, a veteran father uh, from World War II, so he's he's a little bit older. He was 45 when he had me, so I was okay. a little latecomer. Um, and uh, grew up in an environment where there was no shooting going on, really, and um, until I got to middle school and got introduced to Hawkeyes mm-hmm. there, but, uh, went on to, to Ames and studied graphic design and marketing and at Iowa state and, uh, went from there into, uh, the packaging industry of all things and flexible packaging in particular. And, and there was a printing technology that was kind of new at the time. And, um, I had a little bit of idea what it was and, uh, they asked me if I'd come and start a, a graphics department, a printing department there. And I fell in love with the company and the owners. It was called Bedford Industries in Worthington, Minnesota. And they made uh, a primarily twist ties like in a loaf of bread. You know? <laughs> that simple. You know, yeah. who to thunk, you know, you mm-hmm. can do that. But they were making um, about 35 million feet of that a day. So they oh, were wow. the largest wire consumer in the U.S., hmm. ironically. But they made all kinds of uh, point-of-purchase displays. I worked with Disney and Neiman Marcus and... Lancome Cosmetics, all the all the companies that were looking at unique packaging, and from there I I hit my forties and I I can put my finger on the calendar. I, I shot a really nice buck with my bow, and I was in my forties and I was like, okay, what am I doing to give back to the industry I really love? Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, there uh, was a job posting about two three months later for Pheasants Forever, and I thought, well, they're never going to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bucket list thing I'm going to try, yeah. and I'm just going to shoot up a resume. And, you know, ironically, they called me the next day, hired me the next day kind of a thing. And <laughs> um, I was doing marketing and promotions for them in Western Iowa and loved it. Uh, the volunteers for those kind of organizations just are the most exceptional people Incredible. ever. Yeah, they're amazing. And then uh, I got into an opportunity to meet Larry and Brenda because they were, at that time, trying to partner with um, – conservation groups and get them to start a shooting sports program mm-hmm. and um ironically i ended up getting that position for pheasants forever so i was uh, the shooting sports program manager for for pf and uh fell in love with uh more organized youth shooting sports you know i, mm-hmm. I kind of grew up with it I, I got a chance to do it and i saw what it did to, for my life so i now all at once i'm feeling like okay this this has purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, as Pheasants Forever grew that program, um, it was it was fun to go from working with about eight thousand kids a year to working with one hundred thirty thousand kids a year. So they really ramped up their mm-hmm. outreach yep. a lot. And the whole time I'm doing that, um, I'm I'm knowing Larry and Brenda a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Spent some time in the field with them and watched the foundation and worked with the foundation not only locally but professionally and. It's hard not to to be um, smitten with the foundation when you know the purpose and you know the staff. Yeah. And it's totally contagious to be around those people because they're amazing. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be a part of that yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. um, about two weeks after Scott came on board, I, I got hired to be a program manager there. And I had the northwest part of the country, which is as you know, the greatest hunting on the face of the earth. Right. <laughs> and I, I just inherited it, you know. So I was living it's real tough. Living the you. dream. Right. I was yeah. living the dream. Yeah. And uh, now I'm uh, actually uh, changing roles at the foundation, looking for folks who want to 
align and partner with us and sponsor us and uh, do life estate planning, that kind of thing. So my new title is uh, relationship manager um, with the foundation. So it's something that uh, we're excited because it's new and we want to grow our impact on youth shooting sports. And we feel, you know, the industry that understands that's really going to want to be a part of that. So that's why we're here. Absolutely. You know, and I think from, you know, from the top of the shooting industry, you know, gun manufacturers, you know, ammunition manufacturers, those guys are involved and see what you guys are doing, you know, and, and see the need for youth shooting sports to support that. You go all the way down to the guy that's, let's say he's a 20 year old guy, he hunts a little bit, doesn't have any kids, you know, doesn't have any of that in his future. That guy needs to understand too, the reason he has access to those lands, public lands, the reason that he can do things we do and we have this hunting culture is, is because of youth shooting sports. And the only way that, that's going to continue when he's 30, 40, is if we support these organizations. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, and get these kids shooting because that is the next wave. And it's it's interesting for me. I've noticed probably the last 10 years, youth shooting sports has exploded. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's become a true sport. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. In some states, it's uh, surpassed other varsity sports from mm-hmm. the high school and mm-hmm. uh, more kids participate. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, isn't that what we all want? Right. <laughs> you know, we want our kids to have a good time and they're – yeah. Their youth and their shooting careers are just a great way to launch that. Yeah. But yeah, it's good stuff. And what's interesting to me, and I've said this before, is that, you know, so like I said, I'm 30. I graduated from high school in 2008. If you had told me when I was in high school that I'd get a scholarship to college for shooting, yeah. I would have tried a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and it just wasn't prevalent back then. Right. Uh, you know, and, and even in that short 12, 12, you know, years of time, you know, there are colleges you can go to. Um, I can't remember. The, I just Hillsdale. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the top yeah, shooting yeah. schools yeah, in the country. Um, you know, there's one in St. Louis and there's a couple around the country that yeah. have shooting teams and Absolutely. they give you a scholarship to come and shoot. Yeah. Oh, Lindenwood's uh, over yeah, in St. Right. Louis. That's right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're, you know, the world-class uh, programs, but there mm-hmm. are, like in Iowa, for instance, there's 22 colleges with organized shooting sports that have scholarships available yeah. for athletes. So it's becoming pretty mainstream. It yeah. really is. And we have one of our sponsors on our website. Yeah. Uh, they, their product, if you will, is to match shooters with coaches that are recruiting for shooters for their for their college shooting team, so and so they basically recruit the kid, offer scholarships, etc. So uh, college shooting just, sports recruiting exactly. is the name of them. Yep. And, and uh, they're on our website. And yeah, you click on that, and you go in there, and you put in your resume, your shooting resume, mm-hmm. you know, your whatever questions they ask. Coaches come in there, they review it, and they look at the different athletes and say, I want to talk to this kid, you know. And right. Ultimately, a lot of them are there ending up with scholarships to go shoot for a particular team in college. Right, right. Yeah. And they put in their, you know, their field of study, their their mm-hmm. major, yeah, you know, so that the colleges can say, well, we don't offer, you know, engineering. You're not going to recruit that kid, yep. you know, for engineering. Let, let a school that is an expertise in that field to chase them down. but. You know, there's a great example of a sponsor that, that came on, and every time an athlete signs up for an account, he's giving the Midway USA Foundation a kickback from that registration. Yeah. So oh, he's incredible. supporting it perpetually as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he's made a yeah. great commitment to help support us, not just take the kids' information and run. Yeah, you know, there's a lot more to it than that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and I think this past year, I can't remember if it was the first or second year where they had a combine. A shooting sports combine out in New Mexico, and it, you know this is just like NFL combine or like right. they do for college, where you know kids get to go out and shoot, talk to different coaches, talk to different schools, right. and it's a two way interview. Mm-hmm. You know those coaches interviewing the kids to find out, hey, are you a fit? Like you said, do they have degree programs that would fit? 
And also, do I want to go there? You know, um, I like to fish. Do they have a pond I can fish in? You know, and, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, I, it's incredible to me to see how much has grown and expanded, and it's become a true sport. It absolutely yeah. has. And yeah. in the the college uh, shotgun side, you know, they're not just looking for a kid that shoots trap. You know, they they want a kid that shoots trap skeet and sporting clays, you know, mm-hmm. so the, these kids are getting a lot more training opportunities. And let's face it, this is a sport you can do the rest of your life. It's, yeah. it's not where you're going out and, and playing a contact sport and then it's over. And now what do I do the rest of my life? You know, you, you learn to shoot. It's a, it's a way for you to participate forever, yeah. you know, um, whether it's organized at your local club or mm-hmm. you're in the field chasing, you know, critters so yeah, absolutely and i i again kind of go back to if i'd known this was possible you know when i was <laughs> yeah. a kid i would have done this but you know i know a couple of the youth shooters that are going to college on scholarships and yep. i was talking to michaela scott and, and her dad and um sorry telford i'm gonna tell this story but you said you know the school she's going to is going to pay for all of her targets or ammo yeah. and telford says Oh man, they don't know. They, they don't know what's going on. And, you know, Michaela shoots daily, yeah. a yeah. lot of rounds, yeah. and so he was just tickled pink because like someone else was paying her ammo bill. Yeah, she got him off the payroll. That's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So he was just tickled pink. But um, it, it, it's so cool to me to see to get to get to see kids do what they love, you know, and have an opportunity to get good education through that. Right, yeah, absolutely. We're we're kind of doing some unique things in the future. Uh, it's not totally you know nailed down. We're still evolving through it, but. We're looking for uh, basically brand influencers at the at the high school collegiate level, and then also in the professional industry that will kind of carry our flag and mm, be amplifiers yeah. of our message. And um, you know, so we're going to be doing some things to communicate better. We don't feel that uh, the Midway USA Foundation has done enough of that. You know, kind of telling our story. So we're um, we're also talking to those athletes about you know what are your goals in life and where do you want to be and you know, how do you want to get more kids involved? And it's it's been enlightening for me to hear their answers and to watch them go through their their journey, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, you know, Scott's been working with all kinds of different contracts and uh, attorneys to get the language and everything. But we're we're hopefully going to launch that this year and get some of those out there. So another way we can engage kids, you know, yeah. athletes. Yeah. So. Well, and that's true. And we kind of talked about it. You guys are both relatively new to the foundation um, within the last year, year and a half, year I think. Year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. June, yeah. June of 2019. Yeah, yeah. July. Well, in July for you. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, previous to this, you know, I've seen the Midway OCA Foundation around, but since you guys have come on, I, I've seen a lot more, you know, and I, uh, I think that's a really, really good thing um, because, like I said, the foundation is doing some cool stuff, but if teams don't know about it or haven't heard about it, right. Right. They, they can't take advantage of it. And that's kind of my experience with it, too. It, like I said, it was a great story I never told. But what Scott quickly realized was if we all work in the office in Columbia, Missouri, we're not really where our customers are or yeah. where we need to be. So he's kind of gone to a different model where the program managers have been divided out into the parts of the country, the northwest, and southwest, northeast, southeast. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be more accessible. Uh, not okay. only for our customers, but for the general public. And they have the ability to to go to meetings and, and preach the gospel about what the Midway USA Foundation is. Yep. And that is going to open up doors long term for us as well. At least those teams that don't have accounts and don't know much about us, they can hear more about us and hopefully fall in line and, and join us. Uh, so we're, we're looking for ways to elevate our message and my role is part of that, and the program managers are part of that. Really, all of our staff uh, have that ability to, to deliver. But 
we're changing what we're doing too. Um, and we're really amplifying our marketing efforts and um, our staff at the foundation is doing exceptional things now on social media and all the different marketing outlets, you know, so outdoor sportsman group, uh, yep. you know, the outdoor channel and those folks, mm-hmm. um, they're a sponsor of ours as well. And, and they've got our ads on their, their TV channels and on their radio. I mean, they're, they're putting our name out there and our messaging as well. We've got some new videos that went out that speak to who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple, two, three minutes, all the way up to like six minutes. Um, Scott's been involved with the production of those and those are accessible through any social media outlet, but we want to provide those to anybody who wants to show them locally or nationally, or, you know, we're, we're telling people they're available. And then we're encouraging our sponsors to create messaging around our partnership and put that in video form if they want to, and, and we'll share that with the world. Mm-hmm. So we're broadening what we're doing quickly in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've added, uh, and we've done a lot, but uh, added resources, a website, et cetera. But we've also added products. I mean, earlier uh, we said that, you know, it really hasn't changed a lot over the years. But actually, this year we did change our mission. We actually officially changed it to where we're not just providing endowments to teams and state and national organizations that support you shooting sports, but providing additional, uh, for lack of a better word, products. So we are now going to start offering range development grants for, for ranges to expand their their range so to bring in more youth shooters, coach training grants so that, uh, you know, we can get more coaches out there to train these, these youth. Uh, we're offering DAFs, uh, which is called a, which a donor advised fund where people can put money into a fund on their own in memorum of somebody or just on their own, they put an X number of dollars and name it, whatever, uh, you know, it can be the Daniel uh, fund, Daniel <laughs> Daff and Daniel every year mm-hmm. can say, I want the grant from this to go to team a or team B. As long as it's within the youth shooting sports and sports, our mission, you, you tell us where you want that grant to go to. You can split between different teams, one team, whatever it may be. And then they get a check uh, from us, but it's got your name on it in, in your yeah. from your uh, uh, donor advised fund. So that's something new that we're offering. Uh, all the ones we have now are in memory of a, a father or a son or something mm-hmm. that uh, is lost, but love you shooting sports, and, and they they tell us where they want those grants to go. Yeah. So and, and it's in that that, that uh, uh, lost one's uh, name. So anyway, we're, we're trying to have a bigger impact than just. The targeted team endowments. Ultimately, we want to support shooting sports in general for everything we've talked about for those yeah. reasons. It starts with the kids who are the feeders to adult shooting sports, who are feeders to hunting, feeders to conservation, all that. It starts with these kids. This is how they get introduced to that. So we want to have an impact on the entire industry uh, in a larger way than, than we currently have now. That's why we changed our mission and why we added mm-hmm. a few things, and we'll do more of that in the future as well. You know, and I think that's interesting. And one thing I love about Midway USA Foundation, a lot of the youth shooting groups, is that your guys' goal is not to make more shooting you know, Olympic shooters, right? right. Your guys' goal is yeah. not to make tons and tons of kids that shoot really well. Your goal is to you know support youth shooting. Because youth shooting creates character and creates good citizens for the, for the world, right? Absolutely. Um, and this is a fine. And there's just financial, you know, strains to do that. 
and you guys are coming alongside to kind of fill that gap or, or help with that. And another good thing about Midway USA Foundation is, let's say I wanted to give $1,000 to my local youth shooting team. I'd write them a check for $1,000. They'd use that you know, for whatever they need it for. That's just a one-time gift of $1,000, right? You know, if someone can set up a DAF or donate to you guys, it's a multiplier. Right. You know, it's not just the same amount of money that I'm giving to you guys, mm-hmm. but you guys can, you know, through investments and, and through the, the fundraising, you guys can, can multiply that three or four, t- five times, right. yeah. you know, make a much larger impact. Yeah, and I will say as well, uh, you know, we say we match. So you put in a dollar, and it's not always one for one. It depends. We have $150,000 a month. Sometimes it's 175000 depending on the month. But, you know, depending on how many donations come in, we match it. So it might be 80 cents on the dollar. Might be a dollar twenty to your dollar. You mm-hmm. just never know. But uh, the, the for ease of, of argument, let's say you put in a dollar, we match a dollar. Well, we've partnered with a, a company called Double the Donation, which basically focuses on corporate matching. So they have a database of all the corporate matches. So let's say you work at uh, General Electric G. So you go out there and say, "I want to donate to Midway USA Foundation." Uh, does my does my company match my donations? Uh, so you can go to our website. You click on the, the the drop down. Yep, there's GE. So you make that donation to us. You report it through uh, GE in this example. They we are going to match your donation. Then they are going to match it. Send it to us, and we're going to match their match. So where else can you find a deal like that? You know. So you know. Yeah. But we've got to educate people. It's out yeah. there. It's active. I and mean, it's relatively new. It's something we just recently mm-hmm. put in place. But, you know, everybody that donates, most everybody has some sort of pet uh, charity that they donate yeah. to. We want to be that pet charity. And, you know, if they can do it through their through their uh, corporate office, and a small corporate, large corporate, most all of them have a some sort of matching program. If not, they won't be listing you know, and you can just go straight through us and mm-hmm. get the regular match. But if you can, you know quadruple your donation basically right off the bat why wouldn't you do that yeah plus we don't take anything off of it i, I wanted Nothing. to ask i wanted to ask that yeah. scott so let, yeah. let's say you know i give a hundred dollars to the foundation now that's not you know forty dollars that isn't going to your guys beer fund right nope no, no. okay not a dollar not no. not a bit of it nope not a penny nope. not a <laughs> no. penny at all 100 percent goes to their endowment account and if they make the donation by credit card you know there's fees associated with that yeah uh, we cover the fees. Uh, so, that's incredible. So there's no fees coming out of a donation of $10,000 or whatever it is. 100% of that will hit their endowment account plus the match. So, yeah. you know, the cool part about that, that money you donated, that thousand bucks you were talking mm-hmm. about is it's there into perpetuity. So yeah. my, my grandson will benefit from that. His grandson mm-hmm. will benefit from that. So it's not a, here's a thousand bucks and it's gone that year. This is forever, you know. Well, so. and, you know, and the way this works, you know, it's almost like sounds too good to be true. You know, <laughs> yes, and we've yeah. mentioned that a couple of times. And, yeah. you know, but you guys, it's like many foundations where you guys have a, a bunch of accounts and you can use that money, you know, and basically invest it. You know, and Goldman Sachs can help you guys raise money. And that, that's where a lot of the funding, you know, is coming from it is when you when there's that chunk of money, you can build money off that. Right. And, and help these teams. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you know, we are blessed to have Larry and Brenda Potterfield as, as our primary benefactors, you know, mm-hmm. so they're paying for our operating expenses, et cetera. So let's say, for example, you wanted to give a donation to a very worthy cause, the American Cancer Society. Yeah. So you put in that dollar and they're going to take, and I don't know what the actual percentage is, but I'm going to say 20%. Most people would say 20%. That's, that's a pretty good fee that goes towards their operating cost. Mm-hmm. 80% goes to the programs. Most people think that's pretty good. 
is yeah. going here. And the reason being is because our operating costs are covered through a different source, through the benefactor yeah. uh, paying to, because the potter fields love this industry. And if we don't exist and do, don't do our job, then then this program goes away, you know? Yeah. So that's how we're able to do this. And uh, they provide the money for matching, et cetera. However, you know, we've got to look long-term for us too. And that's why we're starting to look for industry partners, sponsors that can, can help provide product grants uh, with us, uh, can help provide uh, cash into our matching program because we have to make sure we're here forever yeah. as well, you know, to, in order to manage these accounts. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have, uh, you know, line up the finances specifically to do that. And sponsorship is part of that, uh, and particularly on the program side. That's incredible, guys. And like I said, I've really enjoyed learning about the foundation, seeing what you guys have done for youth shooting sports. And it's almost a no-brainer. You know, it really is, especially if you're involved in a youth shooting team uh, to help start an account. You know, and like you said, John and, and Scott, you guys will help them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they get in contact with you, it's you know the team coach doesn't have to be an expert on setting this stuff up. You guys have resources to right. help them out. Absolutely, we will handhold them through that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I helped uh, two teams last week open new endowment accounts. Um, they wanted to participate in, we have this thing going on this month, the entire month of October called the 2020 Hometown Challenge. And it's about um, getting everybody in your community involved. They uh, register online, they go to the range, shoot their score, their discipline, and they post their score. And uh, they compete with everybody across the country. But then on the back side of that, just for entering, they're entered into a sweepstakes with some phenomenal prizes. You know, we've got over 106 prizes worth over $14,000 last time I checked. But, um, and that's been going up is what it is. But long story short. A lot of those prizes are guns. Yeah. Yeah. uh, A lot of them from CZ. That's right. CZ donates some guns. CZ donations. I think I should win at least one of those. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really cool that, um, you know, we're engaging communities. It's not just kids on this fundraiser. And again, that $20 entry, Goes into their team endowment yep. account and it's matched. And we match it, yeah. Yeah, all that great mm-hmm. stuff. But long story short, we're always looking for ways to help teams get going. Um, one of the teams I started last week was a, was a high school team and one was a college team. Okay. And I'm not a program manager. You know, I could have called uh, the program manager to do that, but it's not in my culture. And I don't think it's in Scott's to turn away anybody. And yeah. they got me on the phone. I'm going to help them through the process. And I did. And now they're participating in raising money for their team. And that's great. And that was in a matter of a week. Hmm. Um, so if there's kids out there that, uh, you know, their team's not participating, I'd tell them to encourage their coach to reach out to us and we'll help them get going. Yeah, and you guys can yeah. answer any questions you, you know, and yeah. get that started. No, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, if someone's listening here that doesn't have kids in you shooting or not really involved in it, you guys can, they can donate too, correct? Absolutely. Anybody yeah. can. Yeah. And what are some ways they can do that? Well, you know, they can, uh, if they've got a local team that they want to support, but they're not connected to it is, you know, for instance, uh, you know, say I wanted to support my collegiate team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go online and uh, when you get to our website, it says find a team. I can type in that team's name, you know, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. It'll pull up all the teams in the state that have that part of their team name. Click on the one I like. And then once that team page loads, mm-hmm. um, there's a red Donate Now button right there. And you can click on that and, and donate any amount of money you want. And you get a gift receipt for tax purposes. And it's, it's a win-win for everybody. Or... They can donate, uh, you know, directly to the foundation itself. 
okay. to support our matching program or um, support our non-cash grants or what we call product grants now. Um, there's a variety of ways they can support. It doesn't have to be for a team. If they support the foundation, you know, we're supporting all the teams. So, yeah. you know, that's always a great way to do it as well. And we encourage people, if they're not sure, uh, call. Call either Scott or I and, you know, we'll we'll help them out, determine what's the best way yeah. to leverage their money. And on top of that, they're, you know, we're also doing estate planning and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, giving uh, – uh, themes, you know, for uh, for anybody that's deciding that they want to start planning their their uh, future estate. Uh-huh. So, uh, w- with that said, you know, we can help with that as well, uh, whether it's cash or stocks or uh, property or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we can assist with that. So, we, we've recently put that in place as well. So. Well, you know, and that's nothing I want to mention. You know, the cool thing about a donor advised fund like a DAF mm-hmm. um, is, you know, let, let's say somebody has a business or a large piece of property they sell you know, for a large amount of money um, and they get this kind of influx of cash. What they can do is set up a DAF mm-hmm. or DAF, yep. put a portion of that in there. And then over time, you, you guys can help manage that and you can distribute it to teams. So, you know, it's not just a one-time influx of cash, but over time you, you can be very charitable and year after year. They're gives. making an impact forever. Correct. Yeah, Correct. exactly. Yeah. yeah. They can, Whatever amount of money they put in, if they want to put in more later on, that's fine. And we actually do have some matching for the DAFs as well. Mm-hmm. So if somebody puts some money in, we will match it to a certain extent. Uh, and uh, uh, if they add more next year or five years from now or whatever, but if not, then it's just compounds through our investing. And we give 5% every year and they tell us where it goes. You know, So that's a great mm-hmm. way to make an impact in the industry they love. Yeah, that's really incredible. So there's ways to give if you're involved in a team. Or get involved as a coach or as a shooter. There's ways if you're not at all affiliated with something, you know, to donate. Or, you know, if, if you want to do a kind of a larger amount of cash, there's definitely ways to do that as well. We'll yeah. do that as well. I was yeah. just say, and it's no amount is too little, <laughs> no amount is too large. You guys can take care of it all. Yeah, I mean, right. so yeah. We'll handle everything in between. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sounds good. Was there, are there any final thoughts or anything else you guys want to cover today? Huh? Well, I think that, you know, the first step for everybody is just to get involved. If, mm-hmm. if you believe in the outdoor resources at all or outdoor youth shooting sports, um, you know, get involved either with the team locally or reach out to the foundation and give us some form of support. Um, because what we're doing is much larger than just one athlete. You know, mm-hmm. we're trying to change the culture of the, the country. We're trying to change the future of youth shooting sports. And uh, we believe what we're doing now. Uh, will help impact that, but it takes more people and more involvement, and we want to invite everybody to be a, a part of our group. So join us today. That's all I can tell you. Scott, any final thoughts? Or? Well, if anybody's on the fence or not sure what shooting sports does, I'd say go to you know do a little research, find a uh, competition that's going on in your area uh, or even a practice from a local team and go talk to the kids. Watch them shoot. Yeah. Watch them how they interact with one another, and then talk to them and ask them, you know, what has you shooting sports done for you? And uh, once you hear their answer, you'll be convinced. Yeah, that's absolutely true, Scott. So yeah. thank you guys so much. I know you've had a long day. Um, you've know, been on a road a little bit today and met with a lot of people. So thanks for taking some time out of your day to speak with me. And uh, our pleasure. Yeah, for thanks sure. for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, thank you. You yeah. bet. I hope you enjoy getting to know more about the Midway USA Foundation and what they do. Um, Scott and John are very passionate about this, and that's one thing I love about these guys is 
they're not just doing this for a job. They're doing this because they want to support youth shooting, just like Brenda and Larry Potterfield when they started the Midway USA Foundation. So please go to MidwayUSAFoundation.org and help them out. Um, support them and see what you can do. And if you have a shooting team, make sure you get in touch with John or Scott or, or the rep in your area. They'd love to help you out, um, get your team some funding and some fundraising. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would really help me out if you shared it with your friends and family. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. When you do that, it helps this podcast come up in more searches and reach more people. Please go and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it so you don't ever miss an episode. If you want to help support the Hunt, Fish, Eat podcast and have an opportunity to do some awesome stuff with me, please go check out our Patreon page and feel free to jump on at the level of support you feel comfortable with. Coming soon, there are going to be some exclusive opportunities that are only open to my Patreon patrons, so make sure you go check out my Patreon page and join in on the fun. Go to our website at www.hunt-fish-eat.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash huntfisheat. Our Facebook is Hunt Fish Eat Outdoors. Our Instagram is Hunt Fish Eat. And make sure you go check out all the products they offer at waltonsinc.com. Thank you and catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.